that intro is like the pregame. Like that's all you listen to before it every goes game. Goes hard. That's all you listen to before every game. Like, goes hard. You bopping your head. Feed the sheep. We out here, fan. Man, good week. The week of Easter. Holy week, baby. Holy week. That's it. That's it, though. That's it. The holy, like holy week. Like I feel like. Like the more I've, I've come, uh, the more I've grown in my faith, I understand that it, it's it's sort of like the throughout the week, not just Sunday. Like today, we're filming this today, which is Thursday, which is when correct me if I'm wrong, but he was like, that's when he was arrested, right? Monday, Thursday, yeah, uh, yeah. So actually, while we're at it, I'll, I'll explain it. So yeah, what is what is Holy Week? Right, yeah, get okay. into it. For those listening, maybe you know, maybe you don't know, but either way, I'm gonna, you know. I'm going to teach you something, or I'm going to hope to. Uh, the word holy means to be set apart, which is why you hear scripture refer to the Holy Bible. Uh, it is no ordinary book. It is God's living word. It is given to us for our salvation. Uh, the same goes for Holy Week. It is a time, unlike any other week, set apart for us to remember the holy life, death, and resurrection of our Lord uh, Jesus Christ. When he paid for our sins and won our salvation. Holy Week begins on Palm Sunday and continues through Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, culminating with the celebration of the resurrection of our Lord on Easter. And you got Mo- uh, Monday, Thursday, which people, I, mean, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. I think it's Monday, but it might be Monday, uh, <clears throat> which I think is a confusing time. I think, uh, or confusing phrase, because not everybody understands Holy Week, let alone the days of it. So, Maundy Thursday, Maundy actually comes from the Latin word uh, mandatum, which we derive the words mandate and command. Um, And on the night when Jesus was betrayed after the Last Supper, Jesus washed the feet of his disciples and said to them, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This is John 13. Maundy Thursday is a day of commemoration, not only for the institution of the Lord's Supper, but also for this command that Jesus gave for us to love and serve others just as he loved and served us. And as many people know, and maybe you're listening and you don't know, but while he's washing the feet, he knew one of the disciples, and he knew who it was, Mm -hmm. but he said, one of you will... One of you will betray me. And that's exactly what happens. And then we get to Good Friday. And I know a lot of you, like you guys are listening to this on um, like after Easter week. So it may be a little delayed, but we're still talking about it. Right. And uh, you wonder, okay, what is Good Friday? What's so good about murder? What's so good about? Yeah, I was thinking about, I was thinking about that this morning. I'm like, Thursday, okay. okay. I was like, and then it's like, Friday is Good Friday. I'm like. Wait, why is it good? Why? Yeah, I was like, yeah. So, so on the surface, the events of that day of, of that day may seem to be anything but good, but the very Son of God, He was put to death. The sinless King of Kings was crucified like a criminal. It looked as though uh, all hope had been lost. And how could this be good? I mean, I, I get it. I've asked the same question, and it is good because of what was accomplished through Jesus' death. The payment for the sins of the world. God demonstrated the depth of his love for us by sending his son to die for the forgiveness of our sins. 
so that our broken relationship with God would be healed and that we would receive eternal life with him. And then we get to Easter. Mm. Also called Resurrection of Our Lord. Uh, Resurrection Sunday, whatever. Easter is the day when we celebrate the triumph of Jesus over sin and death. When his followers discovered his empty tomb and were told by the angels, he is not here, he has risen, just as he said. This day not only assures us of the peace we have in knowing that our sins are completely forgiven by Jesus, but also points us forward to the eternal hope that we have in the resurrection of the dead and the new life to come. We sing praises to God, calling out Alleluia once again for the gift of eternal life he freely and graciously gives. That was good. Hopefully that gives people a better understanding. I mean, that should, that should be exactly, and like what you said is just that people, you said they're going to be listening to this Monday, right? So like after, but um, I forget, what's what's the um, the youth pastor's name who's downstairs? James. James. So cool. And like, this is what I love about this podcast is that the Lord kind of has like certain ways of connecting things and just we're like, we never really like sometimes we'll ask you like, Hey, what are we going to talk about today? But it just comes and it flows. Cause like you allowed like the Lord to show you things and have them speak to you is I was asking James today before you got here. So you don't even know about what I'm about to say. And, okay. and he, I was like, Cause you know, he works with the kid. James works with the kids downstairs. So like what, I don't know what the ages are down there. Like what are the ages down there for the kids? Um, so it's, uh, uh, infants are up here in the nurse. So he covers, he actually covers nurse, uh, infants all the way to 12th grade. Yeah. But downstairs is, um, toddler preschool elementary. Right. So that's what I, I knew he covered some like up to 12. I didn't know what it was on Sunday it was elementary. And so I'm asking him just cause like, I know like he, like in a way his role as a pastor might be a little different than your role as a pastor. But then we, we prepare for Easter and it was just so funny. Cause I asked him, I was like, you, any, like, you know, like anything big you're doing for Easter. And he looks at me and he was like, not really. He's like, it's, this is this what we celebrate every day and i was like what <laughs> that is so true like i could because at the same time like because you know you see easter like a lot of people know easter like yeah i hate using this word but like the like the lukewarm i hate the reason but like that people a lot of people know what i'm talking about like you know like the families like i had a handful of families for a while my family we only went to church on easter like that was the one day you go yeah like the one day a year you dress up you throw on those the, this button up, this this purple and white button up that you would not be seen wearing ever in front of anyone. Purple and white. <laughs> and then you throw on these huge khaki shorts because you don't have any because the last time you wore khaki shorts was last Easter. So you have to have your brother's hand me down. So you got a belt looped in. You had to drill a hole and make a new okay. loop and throw them on. You know, I mean, I'm giving you like the whole like I got POV. And it was just so funny because I'm looking at him and I'm like, well, you're like, what are you guys doing today? Because like, you know, for me, like, I'm not a pastor. I mean, I attend church. But, you know, it's a lot different from like the POBs of a pastor, which is why I love this podcast. And he was just like, nothing crazy. He's like, this is what we celebrate every day. And I was like, that's so true. <laughs> that's so, so true. Listen, bro. <laughs> it's so funny that you say that. And I'm glad he said that because I said that in our uh, staff meeting, like my team, my, my direct Pendleton team. Um, a couple of weeks ago and we were in a meeting and he said, well, you know, what's your goal? Like what's, what's the number one goal here for Easter? And I had this 
I went on this rant, I guess. But, and uh, essentially ended up being like, look, why are we putting, like, I understand why. Because you have those people who only come during Easter and Christmas. So we want to, you know, we want to go big for it. However, why aren't we going big every Sunday? I said, this, like, like, this isn't, like, yes, it's special, but we celebrate the same thing every week. So I'm glad he said that. It means he's listening. But I, uh, in uh, our staff meeting where it's all the, our lead pastor and all the campus pastors, um, yesterday, actually, no, Tuesday, sorry, Tuesday, um, we, we were talking and I was, I was getting back from Houston. So I was on, on, I was on zoom. I was zoomed into the meeting. So I was just talking on the phone essentially. And I was like, I, I said something and I was like, I I just kind of flat out was just like, I don't know why we're making such a big emphasis for Easter. Mm. Like we should, we should be going big every Sunday. Like this week isn't any different. Like I, and I just kind of like said it like that. Somebody was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And somebody else was like, it's the Super Bowl." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the and Super I Bowl said, churches, right? That's like, I I understand what you're saying, but you guys are putting such a large emphasis on Easter. You're doing all these special elements for Easter because these new people are coming. But why? But but like they come, and then they maybe they come back one week, but the next week is not big. It's not special. We don't have as special elements. We're like we're not doing this, this, and that. Like what? Like what do you? What, what, what's your purpose here? Like, I want to be just like this podcast as authentic as possible. Right. Like I'm going to stand up on that stage for Easter and preach a message as authentically as possible. It's not going to be anything different than what I try to do every other, every week. time I'm on the stage. <laughs> like I, and because they made it seem so pressure filled, I've put pressure on myself for my message. And then uh, I got like writer's block and I'm like, yeah, this ain't going to happen. I told Kels last night, I was like, I don't think I'm going to write notes. I said, I think I'm just going to go up there. Right. And I'm just going to talk. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I, I just, I just can't. I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit lead. And, and that's what I'm going to bank on. <laughs> yeah. It just comes from, I think I said like without taking notes, not necessarily like if you have something good, definitely like, I, I want to make sure I say this, write it down, but like gaining like the knowledge of like an Easter or like, or like a personal testimony. Like for me, when I got baptized, they were like, you want to write it? Like, you, you know, like most people write stuff down. I'm like, well, I, don't, I mean, like for me, I'm like, I don't need to write it. I mean, I lived it. Like, I'm just telling you, mm-hmm. I'm giving you my life. And you know, like it's something we go into with Easter is like, we celebrate that every day. And that's so true. Like we refer like every day, like, who we uh, like associate Jesus with every day. Like why, you know, we have to ask ourselves, hopefully not just every Sunday, but every day when we're in prayer, when we're in our word, like the significance of what makes Jesus so important. You know what I mean? What, what did he do? Oh my gosh. Uh, 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 what that, that song from passion, what he's done, what he's done all the glory and the honor to the sun. Dude, that song's so good. Um, but every, like every day, every day when you're in prayer and your word, hopefully not just Sunday. Like, I mean, not to say it's like 
But like you know, we need the as makes SU worship. We need a Monday morning faith. We need faith every day, not just on Sundays. And we associate because we're like, what what makes Jesus so good? And it's like that. Like we remember all the time. Every time we take communion, every time we take breath in the life of like, it's because of how good Jesus has been yeah. to us. Like we remember him because of that. We remember him because of the resurrection, because mm-hmm. of like he said that he would defeat death in which he did every day. And that's why we can get into the prophecies that spoke him into existence. That's why we get into the goodness of his miracles that he's performed. That's why we yeah. get into how he's still living and breathing and the Holy Spirit can work with us and coincide. We walk in the spirit today. That's why. Like, it's not like like nothing new found, but like what like we've already said, it's set in stone for what he did is, is, is for the goodness of us. Like every day we have to reflect on that. Like that's why it's like, you know, that's your foundation. Because every day you wake up, what's your house going to be on? It's going to be on that. That foundation that you've set every day. That's what Jesus has done. That's the foundation that he set, which is why, like, that hit me so hard when James said that. He's like, because this, this is a celebration for every day, let alone every Sunday, let alone every Easter. But every day, this is a celebration. Yeah. Amen. Hey, who who died and rose again? So what? Who died and rose again in the Bible? Was it uh, Lazarus and Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> I was Bible trivia. Yeah, I was like, I was. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh my no. I was like, okay. There are two Lazaruses. Is in the Bible. there is there is. Okay, so you got in Luke. Uh huh. In Luke, you got <clears throat> the story of the rich man and Lazarus, where this Lazarus sat at the gates of this rich man's home, had sores and and. All the stuff all over his body. He was a beggar. And dogs would come and lick his sores. And then they both die, essentially. The rich man does nothing for him. Both die. They both go to Hades, which Hades, in Hades, there is a, there's the, you know, uh, uh, torment side. And then there's the great side. Okay. Rich man's on the side of torment. And then he sees through and he sees Lazarus and he's like he's like he's like what that like no no he, he should be here like like let's trade places and he's over there at Abraham's side and he's like he's like what no like this is this is what you got so then he goes on and, and he's rich man's begging Abraham to send him back to warn his brothers of eternal torment essentially okay which is where it gets confusing because people are like, no, it's one, no, it's two, because rich man's begging him to get sent back. That never happens. So, and because he's asking Abraham, he's like, send him back. Well, not even Abraham, one who is seen as most holy and worthy, I guess, um, could could even do it. Only God can raise people from the dead, right? Okay, so then you get into John, uh, John 11, and it's uh, the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. And this Lazarus is Jesus' friend, Lazarus. So this man basically he um you know his you know wife or sisters or whatever they're mm-hmm. they're weeping um he's super sick Jesus could have healed him he didn't he died and they're all weeping but then even Jesus weeps mm-hmm. okay and talk about the concept concept of Jesus weeping mm-hmm. though I don't believe Jesus weeped because his friend died though I believe Jesus is weeping because all these all these people are saying 
So they're like, oh, if, you know, if you were so great, you like, or they knew, but they're like, you could have healed him. You could have healed him. You could have healed him. And he begins to weep because I think he's sad that all these people have forgotten what he is actually capable of doing. They're focused on this, but the real glory comes when he comes and raises him from the dead. He ha- he sure can have, he does have the power to heal him mm-hmm. before, before he dies, but he allows him to pass so he can raise him up again. Mm-hmm. And that's where the real power is, I think. And he talks about, you know, for Easter, I think it's a great thing to talk about, like, rising up, mm-hmm. dying to self, um, rising up over our situations, over our fear, over our anxiety, over our um, over our lust, over our sexual immorality, over our sin, whatever, whatever sin, like name it, we can rise up over it. But so many people have forgotten that Jesus is capable of redeeming us and Jesus is capable of raising us up and out of death and into life. Like we all have a, we talked about stories, but like so many great stories and everybody's like, you know, I, uh, I just think people get so hung up on like where they were or where they are that they don't think they can go anywhere else. I'm like, no, Jesus can do that. He's done it for me. Like I was a, I was a sex addict for a while and then drugs and alcohol. And, and then I was just like, I don't know. And then I almost die one day. And then I'm just like, I'll do it. And then I'm like, well, (laughs) Jesus, I need Jesus. And he brings me out of it. And it like, I don't know, man. I think oftentimes we forget about even, even strong believers. We forget about like the power and authority of Jesus Christ. Mm. What he can do, what can he bring us out of? Like, it's just blows my mind. And then honestly, quite honestly, Bible literacy is very low in this world mm-hmm. like people don't know the bible they don't understand it right and they well i think that too i feel like in, in some people that know i mean and i'm speaking from someone who i have not read the whole bible there are stories sometimes like the you mentioned two lazarus i've never heard like i've heard of the the other lazarus but i couldn't tell you what he did the, the significance the importance like i'm speaking from someone who when I started my walk in faith, like I felt in uncompetent or unworthy unless I knew the entire Bible, like the back of my hand, like, and, but you're saying is that like the effort, like some people will put effort to read the Bible, but, but have no context only take away what they want to take away and, or just failure to take the story as, as what it's supposed to be, or just like take, you know, like I said, like taking things they only want to take away from the story. And then again, you just have people that don't read the Bible at all. Like uh, that's how I was when, before I college started, I, I was saved, baptized and I never read the Bible. And I was just like, well, whatever my pastor gives me on Sunday, I just take with me and I'll remember it for a couple of weeks. And sooner or later, three, four more sermons will go by and I'll forget. And I just remember whatever one's most fresh in my mind. Like that's what I go off of. <laughs> but as we right. know, uh, there, there's a lot more to that because you can uh, arm yourself and equip yourself with um, a lot more than, than that. Like, and send your own personal relationship with the Lord. Amen. That's good. Hi. Uh, I think for those you're listening today, and maybe you are that. 
maybe you're in that position where you are feeling a lot of shame, a lot of doubt, a lot of guilt, whatever it may be of where you're at, where you've come from, and you're counting yourself out. And I just want to say, when you're counting yourself out, when you're when you're allowing yourself to believe the lies of the enemy that you you can't do it or you're not worthy or this that or the other, he's rejoicing. I mean, I mean he he's rejoicing because that's where right where he wants you. He doesn't want you to understand the power of the of Jesus. He doesn't want you to understand the power of being filled with the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want you to understand the power of, of having a relationship with Jesus. He doesn't want you to, to, to walk in your gifts. He doesn't want you to do anything good for the kingdom of God. So if he's can place the doubt and in this world for Gen Z millennial and Gen X, whatever's next, I don't know. It's crazy because it's so easy. Like with social media being right there, comparisons right there. Comparison is the thief of joy. All these things. And it's just like, this, this sucks because you guys are feeling hurt, trapped, unworthy, and you don't need to. That's just the enemy, and he's rejoicing. You, you, want, you want to be a reason for the enemy to rejoice? Well, to keep on doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Keep on living the lie. Mm-hmm. Keep on believing the lie. And you may be like, Ross, it's not that easy. Like, you can't just say, no, that's a lie and be done with it. Like, no, it's not. It takes time. But every time a lie does come, every time something that it, that is not words of life that come into your mind or spoken over you, you have the power to say no. You have the power to say, no, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Instead of believing that lie, you know that it's a lie. If, 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 if it doesn't line up with the Bible, it's a lie. I'm and it's flat out. Right. And you just got to say, I rebuke this lie in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I rebuke this that was spoken over me in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that. I take every thought captive and I make it obedient to Christ. Mm. Lord, fill, fill, fill my heart. Renew my mind, Jesus. Show me who, who I am in you, Christ Jesus. Like it, it's, it's a constant battle. I mean, I did. I, I'm not saying that I'm perfect cause I ain't. <laughs> But like, there's still doubts and uh, doubts that come in my mind. There's still may lies come in my mind, but I know they're lies. So right when they come, you know, it may be a minute or two, and I'm like, oh, this is this is tree of knowledge, good and evil thinking. This ain't tree of life. I'm gonna live in the tree of life. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus, and I am this, 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 and this under Jesus. Just rebuke it. Say, Satan, get your hands off of me. Get your hands off my family. Get your hands off my friends. More of a, like, even it's just like those, like, <laughs> uh, my buddies, we, we'll send each other, like, those memes. It's like when you're sitting down to pray and all of a sudden you think of every, like, provocative, like, thing comes to your mind. Like, when you're trying to pray, like, that's a real spiritual warfare yeah. right there. Like, that's it real, is. like. Even like I had to do, I had, I shared this with, uh, with one of my friends is I used to get really bad, like nightmares. And like I said, I believe God can communicate you through dreams the same way he did with Daniel, the same way he did with King Solomon. It's like, I think that he can communicate with you through dreams. And like, it all depends of like what you allow to take captive of your mind from what you fill your mind with throughout the day. Like 
oftentimes when I don't find myself rebuking those thoughts in my mind and just going on with my day, but not acknowledging them, those are the same nights I have myself having very sexual dreams, very yeah. terrible nightmares, you know, like real terrors, real scares. And like, that's the point is like where now it's affecting my, my sleep. Like, and my, that, cause at the same time, like sleep is when you should have like your most peace of mind ever. Like, it's like to me, I don't know. I don't know if that's a fact. Don't fact check me, but I'm talking about me personally. I think the biggest peace of mind you get is like, I get so excited when I'm done with my day to just lay down on my bed and reflect and get to sleep. Like, that's awesome yeah. that, I, that I get to lay down and, I find myself like when I don't take those thoughts or like when I'm just going to pray or cause like oftentimes like it's, it's hard to control, but you have to acknowledge them. Like you have to, you can't let those thoughts just go unattended to in your head. Cause they can linger around and come back just as easy. Yep. They stay around and I could just relate to that. Cause I mean, the amount of times I've just like wanted to pray or like I've been in my room and prayed and like, I'm just sitting down silent. And then like every, like the worst rated X, like, if you saw the thoughts, if you could, like, see the thoughts in my mind go when I'm, like, as I'm trying to pray, I'm, like, what is going on? Like, what, you know that feeling. Like, it's terrible. It's, like, where are these coming from? Like, I... Bro, that's, that's funny. <laughs> like, I... That's I, real, though. That's so true. It I mean, the enemy is trying the to get you... He's trying to distract you. He's trying to get your mind off of the glory of God. I think a lot of times when we're in pain, when we're in sin, when we're in lust, when we're in fear... We often, our first move is to say, Lord, take this from me. But that's not what we're told to do. We're told to first come with praise and thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget that part. Where's the praise and thanksgiving mm-hmm. when we're coming to the Lord? Is he, where's the glory and honor that we're giving him that he so much deserves? Like I, And I, I just say that you know, from a convicted heart because I've been there. Mm-hmm. I, I've experienced it, but I realize that the more praise and thanksgiving I give, then the I mean the the better, honestly. The better response, the better the better uh just prayer overall. Like everything is just better. There's always a there's always a plus. Like there's always something there's always something you can rejoice in. Mm-hmm. Always. The same way there you can find something to complain about, you can find something to be grateful about. Yeah. The exact same way. It's true. It all depends on like where you want. Cause I remember I want to say one a coach told me this, or I heard a coach say it on maybe a video or something. And it said, no matter how bad the situation is, it can always get worse. So therefore rejoice in the goodness that is in the situation that you have. Yeah. Because it can always get worse. Like, you think of the worst situation possible, it's not that hard to add something else to just mm, yeah. add a little cherry on top of that That's and true. then add a little cherry on top of that. Like, it can pile. Like, there's like if you're looking for something to make it worse, it's so easy to find. Yeah. No, that's true. But just if you change your mind, you can find something to rejoice in and be grateful about. Be grateful. I mean, you, you can. Like, the craziest, like, in the craziest way. That's right. Like, from, like, maybe, like, an injury in sport... Or, like, for me, for the sake of my, my bio class, I think my, my, my class average, well, my, my, not, like, my class is average, but my average in the class on a test right now is, like, probably, like, a 58% this biology class. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, at least it's not a 50. You know what I mean? Because if, yeah. if, if it was a 50, and then let's say for the sake of my average in the class is a 50, 49, 50%, and then I get a 70 on my next test, 
that doesn't give me a passing grade. But yeah. now that I'm on the line of a passing grade, I get a 70. I, I can pass the class now, like on my next exam. Like, you know, like at the end of the day, I can look at something and take something away from that because that's what I want to point my mind to is that there's always something good I can take away from it. Mm-hmm. And like just in the fact that like that's something like I had to tell myself because I took a bio, a bio test yesterday and safe to say that I haven't got the grade back, but I think it's, <laughs> I, I don't think I knocked this one out the park <laughs> if you know what I mean. So <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, virginity rocks. My sweatshirt. Yeah, Cam sweatshirt says virginity, virginity rocks. rocks, baby. I I get so many comments about this sweatshirt. Like, I I would say I get more like people look and laugh before they say anything. Yeah, like I'll have people walking by and just laugh, and then like because I'll be caught off guard. I'm like, what? And then I'm like, oh, it's my sweatshirt. Because people are like, I love your sweatshirt and laugh about it, or people just look at me and just start laughing. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, I don't think it's, like, not, like, a bad thing, but I think they just think it's a funny shirt. Like, Virginity Rocks, like, no one would ever. Right. Like, that's not, like, a thing that, like, is really talked about or laughed about in that way. And I was, like, yeah, it's awesome. Because I'm, like, Virginity Rocks, because, you know, like, once, once, you, once you lose it, it's, it's there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Well, this is my thought on it. I think, I think there's a thing, like, so you got the concept like born again Christian. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you got the concept of born again virgin. Absolutely. Because like when you're living in sin and you're impure, you like lost your purity. Sure. Yeah. But it, when you come to Christ and you're like, no, Lord, I like just make me new. I mean, you, we are made. Yeah. New. Like we are oh, made was pure. That Colossians three, right? Put on your new self. Yeah. We are made pure. Yeah, absolutely. So, Sure, in worldly terms, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah, but like in heaven, and like in like godly and, and heavenly aspects, like you are made new, um, you're made pure. So any iniquities or struggles or sin or whatever that you have before Christ, they they ain't got no power over you. None. They don't bound you. Zero. Now you got to break the soul ties. Mm-hmm. Which is a another which is it's just new thing, but like it's just yeah. That's why it rocks. Yeah, that's Definitely right. Why it rocks. Amen. Amen. What he's done. Can you play that song? Can you put that on What he's me? done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I get a call in the middle of it though, well that is what it is. Yeah, I, I mean guess. that's how the, I mean they're not you know, we don't we don't filter anything on this podcast, so so this is from Passion, um, uh, the one we met at mm-hmm. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But they play, they did play it at this one, right? They did. Oh, they did. But that one was the live one from I don't even know when. Mm. I encourage y'all to just like listen to this song and reflect, because you guys will be hearing this after Easter. Just reflect on like how good that, like what the lyrics are really saying in the song. Resume, yeah, song.
done what he's done yes. all the glory and the honor to the son mm. i think that's the, that's the base that's the best thing to take away is all the glory and all the honor is to the son and like i said i i think ross and i the one thing i want you guys to take away from what we just reflected on is that absolutely celebrate easter this sunday absolutely celebrate easter Monday after Sunday. Absolutely yeah. celebrate it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, next Sunday at the church when you're again the every week day. after. Absolutely celebrate Easter every day. Every day. <laughs> every day. That's all we're getting that's all we're getting. Celebrate to here. the resurrection of Jesus every that's day. It. Because the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus is 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 incredible and it's awesome and it's worthy of yeah. all of our praise. Because the, if Jesus never resurrected, then we would never resurrect. Absolutely. He, it, due to Jesus' resurrection, we were able to resurrect and resurrect other people from death to life. Yup. Let's go. Let's go. Man, what do we say? Be a fool for Christ's sake, man. Go celebrate Easter every day. Every day. All day. Every day. God is good all the time and all the time. Devil is stupid. Yeah. <laughs>